Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at Disney Springs. What is Disney Springs? Leslie and I tell you what you need to know about what used to be known as Downtown Disney, with some suggestions about what to do and what to eat. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you find fine podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you do any of these three things. Subscribe, share the podcast with a friend, or leave a review. Connect with us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, or find our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And today we're here to talk Disney Springs. So, Leslie, what exactly is Disney Springs? I think people might hear that all the time and can be kind of unclear. Is that like a theme park or, you know, what is Disney Springs? How would you describe it? Good question. Um, so it is a, an entertainment, shopping, dining district that is outside of the four big theme parks at Disney World. It used to be called Downtown Disney, so you probably know it by that name, but it's expanded and really sort of changed its focus in recent years and, and clearly is a big focus of Disney's marketing efforts because I see a lot of articles and ads and things for Disney Springs these days. Is, is that a fair assessment of what you, what you would call Disney Springs? Yeah, I think I would describe it as kind of like a gigantic outdoor shopping mall slash play area slash place to eat. And I think I definitely agree with you. You know, Disney has been kind of trying to get more people to go to Disney Springs. And I think in some senses, rightfully so. I think the first time I went to Disney Springs, to be honest, I was like just totally overwhelmed. It was so huge and I was totally lost like we were staying so to get to Disney Springs, you can either drive there, obviously, parking garages there that are still free for now, or you can take a bus there from your Disney resort, or you can take Uber, rideshare, whatever. But you know, if you're staying at Saratoga Springs, one of the Port Orleans hotels, or or Old Key West, you can actually take a water taxi to Disney Springs, like a it's kind of like little ferry. Anyway, we were staying at Port Orleans Riverside and we took the ferry to Disney Springs, which was fine, but we got so lost and disoriented on the way back. It took us like maybe 20, 30 minutes to find the water taxi, I guess, dock to go get back to our hotel. I think we actually ended up taking the bus. So I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but anyway, that's how you get to Disney Springs. You know, I would say that 
in recent years, I've realized, oh yeah, so the first time I went to Disney Springs, I was like totally overwhelmed and I was like, this is not for me. But in my subsequent trips, um, I've been back and honestly, there's a lot of stuff to do at Disney Springs. I'm not into shopping, but there's a lot of shopping if you're into that. In terms of things to eat and then general overall feel, it's just kind of, it's just a nice positive buzz there. And I think sometimes people want to extend their time in Orlando, but not necessarily go to the parks. And I think Disney Springs is a perfect way to do that personally. But, you know, what are your thoughts on Disney Springs these days? Do you make it a point to go there on your trips? Yeah, I think my perspective is a little bit different than yours, maybe because of the distance that I have to come from to go to Disney World coming all the way from California and the time I often have there. I often still don't have like a week-long vacation. I haven't been able to squeeze that in in recent years. So I haven't made Disney Springs a priority because I'd much rather be riding rides in the theme parks. But I agree. If For people who have a more leisurely vacation, if they're taking a week or more, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely a place to hit. And it's a way to save on theme park days. Although, you know, Disney's certainly trying to get you to spend money at Disney Springs. So you may spend just as much, if not more, spending a day at Disney Springs than you would on an extra day of a theme park ticket. But but I do think it's much improved. Um, I remember, you know, the old downtown Disney from my childhood, back when they had the uh, Pleasure Island Adult Entertainment District, which was a huge controversial flop, I guess. But, you know, it was much smaller than it's much expanded. And sometimes I find it a little bit overwhelming, like just walking the length of it'll take you like a half hour. And that's really hard to do with kids. It feels to me bigger than some of the theme parks. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm lukewarm on it these days. I'm getting warmer. It's certainly a place where a lot of the best restaurants are. So as my family you know, our kids get older and we start transitioning towards eating at a few nicer places. I think it's going to become more central to our travel plans. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'll just give um, another couple of examples of times that we found Disney Springs very useful. The first was one time my daughter and I, we were delayed because of snow back home in Boston and we had to spend an extra day in Orlando. Woe was us, but we did have to get a hotel. And so there are a bunch of hotels, seven hotels that are kind of within walking distance to Disney Springs. They're not official Disney hotels, but they're kind of Disney friendly hotels. And in fact, now you may recall from our on-site hotels episode, we talked about how Disney on-site hotel guests get extra magic hours and 60 day window for booking fast passes. Well, these hotels that are near Disney Springs um, have those privileges as well. Anyway, you can walk from there to Disney Springs. So my daughter and I stayed at the Doubletree Suites, which is, you know, maybe a 10 minute walk from Disney Springs. And we just spent the night at Disney Springs when we were delayed. So that was nice. Another time. So, you know, this August, we're going on a Disney cruise and we're going to spend a couple of days in Orlando after, but it's kind of too short about amount of time to, it's not worth it for us to buy like two days of park tickets and we don't have annual passes, but we're going to stay at the Polynesian for a couple of days and we'll probably spend some time in Disney Springs on that trip. Yeah, I think that's a great use of Disney Springs. You can do enough Disney with your kids without ever having to pay for the theme park ticket for that for that type of, vaca- of a vacation. So, so I approve. Yeah, so let's talk about what there is to do at Disney Springs. So we'll start with what I do the least of, shopping. You know, what kind of shopping can people expect if they want to check out Disney Springs? I am with you, Joe. I am not a shopper at all, but there are a lot of the uh, – brands that you would expect that already do a lot of licensing deals with Disney. So think about like Pandora, the jewelry shop that has those Disney charms that a lot of people are crazy over. Um, there's a giant Lego store. There's of course 
you know, a world of Disney store where you can get all of your Disney souvenirs. They're trying to make it more upscale. There are a lot of sort of higher end retailers that are starting to fill some of the spaces, but yeah, it's just not my thing. And I don't have time to do it with young kids. They will be, you know, clawing at the walls if I were to take them with me, even if I did care about it that much. But, you know, I think, I think for a lot of people who um, much prefer to do their shopping in person and not online, there's a, a huge variety of retailers to choose from. Yeah, I will definitely say that the shopping is a little bit too upscale for my tastes. I will recommend, we really like the brand Uniqlo or Uniqlo. I don't know what the proper way of pronouncing it is. Do you know? I have no idea. I've always wondered that one. I thought you were going to clarify it for me. No, I, <laughs> I, it's kind of one of those things that you kind of wish you never have to say on a podcast, but oh well, here we are. There you go. Here we are. <laughs> um, I do really like that store just in general. And they are kind of hard to find even in Boston, like I have to drive like 40 minutes to get to them. So we kind of always make it a point to stop into those stores. Plus that particular store that starts with the letter U often has kind of design, not designer, but like cool Disney pattern t-shirts that I really enjoy. Like I have this really cool Star Wars shirt that I got in uh, Uniqlo at Hong Kong actually, which you can get here as well. So I like that store. It's not super expensive. So there's generally a Disney markup on things, but at Disney Springs, you're generally going to pay the price that you would pay at any mall uh, in the United States of America. It's just the thing is that the stores are a little fancier than the malls that I tend to frequent. And I also definitely recommend going to the World of Disney store. You know, it is from what I understand the largest footprint wise Disney store in the world. And there's just so much stuff to look at there. It's just a lot of fun to kind of window shop there. Definitely. I always walk through that store uh, at Disney World and and there's an equivalent at Disneyland that's still pretty big, although not quite as big, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, there's that's where you can really get all your, your souvenirs and find something small. I, I, I go to Disney so much that I do bring souvenirs home every time, but I always have to find something really little and cheap to bring my kids. So it's there. I find it there. <laughs> yes, I've been verboten to bring home any more stuffed animals. We're swimming in them. It's like a Disney licensing dream or a nightmare uh, at our house, depending upon your perspective. Yeah, you mean your house is actually the largest footprint Disney store in the world. <laughs> Very true. So the one reason why I really love Disney Springs is for dining. But the kind of the kind of the problem is there, it's tough to recommend where to go to eat because there's so many great places to eat there. There's the Boathouse. There's Morimoto's. If you're looking for something cheap, Earl of Sandwich is always really crowded, which, you know, I actually enjoy their sandwiches, so I'm not going to knock that. But you can go to Disney Springs, spend a whole day walking around, find something great to eat. I just really love the dining there. I really love Morimoto's. And then there's also, I can't remember, what's the name of that large paddle boat? Pat, is it Paddlefish or no? You're right. It's Paddlefish. I should have known that. Come on. Paddle boat, paddle fish. You know, I've eaten there. It's really lovely. And a lot of these places, you know, Disney Springs is on the water. So, you know, there's a lot of like great views that you can have. I know a lot of people like the boathouse for steak. So there's a lot of um, great things to eat at Disney Springs. It's kind of one of those things. The only thing I would say is I've heard that the Wolfgang Puck restaurants aren't that great. So you might want to avoid those. If you want to see a gigantic animatronic dinosaur. You can go to the dinosaur restaurant, but my kids are too scared for that. There's just like a lot of options. Any options eating at Disney Springs that you like? Yeah, I'd say just do your research carefully if you're going to go with young kids, because a lot of the restaurants I would say are probably not great fits with young kids. Um, I mean, I've done Disney Springs more often when I've taken solo trips or trips with other grownups and you can kind of enjoy the later night dinner. Boathouse is, is fantastic. That's been my favorite so far. 
But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with younger kids, uh, probably not Morimoto's <laughs> for the sake of everybody else. Like, go to I think there's a there's a burger place called Deluxe Burger, which I've heard good things about, but have not tried personally. That's more up you know the alley of like my four year old. Yeah, I would say you know I think it is still Disney, so it's kids are like never frowned upon for the most part, but. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where it depends on your comfort level. It depends on what your kids are like. I will say Morimoto was like incredibly loud when I was there. I, I didn't go there with my kids, but I'm not sure even if my kids were being allowed, they could be heard over. Yeah, it was really loud. I'm, that's that's what I remember. But I was drinking a lot too, so. <laughs> my son doesn't love loud noises, so it might actually be too much for him. He He wouldn't be the noise problem, but the noise problem would be a problem for him. Oh, also, um, I will say... Um, it'll be enough about Morimoto after this, but they do have a counter service that's like adjacent to the restaurant where you can get like a lot of the food, but kind of like small portions, fast food versions. Um, we've eaten there once with our kids. So you can do that as well. Great tip. Didn't know about that one. All right. And so the last thing at Disney Springs that is worth kind of mentioning is there's a lot of entertainment. Um, you know, there are clubs. If you're into that, there's a house of blues that has performances from time to time. There's often, live music. Is there any entertainment that you feel like is worth highlighting, Leslie, for listeners out there? So I really like Splitsville, which is a hybrid restaurant entertainment option. That's a bowling alley at one of the ends of Disney Springs. And uh, so it's it's got pretty fun and kid-friendly food. It's got pretty good sushi, if you're a sushi fan, believe it or not. And found the food kind of higher end than I was expecting for bowling alley food. And you can you know, bowl and get a break with your kids at the same time. So I, I was a fan of that, surprisingly, and, and was honestly very, very skeptical when I went the first time. I was like, this is going to be a big waste of time and the food's going to be terrible. But go Splitsville. I'm a convert now. Any of that you've really enjoyed, Joe? No, I've only, I think in terms of like entertainment, you know, I'm like way too old to go to any live music things anymore that I'm not like 5,000 feet away from or wearing noise canceling headphones. The only thing that I've actually been to is the movie theater there, the AMC there, which is fairly nice, but you know, it's a movie theater. You don't need, you don't necessarily need to go to Disney Springs to go to the movies. I will say that there's a NBA experience opening up. That could be something that is good for NBA fans or kids who are NBA fans, but that replaced the old Disney quest, which was, um, which was like kind of like this gigantic arcade that almost never had anyone in it. I will also point out that there is one of those trains. That is like for kids that you have to pay $2 to ride that my daughter like insisted on going on when she was three, even though we had like paid hundreds of dollars to go to the Disney World theme parks and ride, you know, actual rides. So if you don't want to spend $2 on your kid riding a silly train, you know, you might want to steer clear of that. It's the uh, Disney World equivalent of the kid just wanting to play with the box that the toy came in. That's what the train ride is. <laughs> I was like, you were just on, you were, whatever. Okay. They're just kids. So. Yeah. Well, we should also, we should also mention for people who want to sort of do the activity splurges, there are, there's a balloon ride that you can take over Disney Springs. And I know a lot of people think is a, a pretty fun splurge. And there's also at the Amphicar. It's an amphibious car that you can go out on the lake in. Like it's like an old timey, like 50s style car. I don't know my car, so I can't tell you what kind, but it looks pretty cool. But you know, both of those are, are pricier add-ons. At some point, they're kind of Disney bucket list items. You might want to do them. Yep. And then to close that out, what I will say is all the buzz for Star Wars fans is this Star Wars VR experience 
its official name is Star Wars Secrets of the Empire by ILMX Lab and The Void, which, you know, just call the Star Wars VR experience. But I hear that it's really cool if you're into that super immersive because it is VR. You know, I've done a VR experience like at a museum before, and it is kind of crazy where kind of like the whole world around you just disappears. But I hear it's done very well. Um, so if you're into that um, and you're not kind of afraid of the tech, you know, that's something that, you know, might be worth checking out. Are you going to try it, Joe? That's the big question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, if I, if I had time, I would try it, but I, I just don't love VR. I, I actually, you know, this has nothing to do with anything, but like, you know, I play quite a few video games and VR was like all the rage in video games like three years ago, but I just kind of never bought into it. It was like 3D TVs for me. You know, I think I would rather spend my money getting a Peking duck at Morimoto personally. Fair enough. I'm with you. All right. Anything else about Disney Springs, Leslie? I'll leave you with one final word of warning, I guess. Um, I always find Disney Springs really hot, hotter than even some of the theme parks. And maybe it's just all the asphalt in the mall, but, uh, surprise, you'll be surprised, like bring sun, bring sun protection, bring hats, bring sunscreen and don't go during the heat of the day in the summertime. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the buses from the hotels, they don't even start running until 5 p.m. Cause Disney Springs is really kind of like a nighttime experience. So just to kind of close out where we began, you can use Disney Springs to extend your trip in terms of extend the number of days you're there, but you can also use Disney Springs to extend your day. You know, you can stay there, you know, it's open till like 1 a.m. at night. And usually it's better to go at night when it's cooler. And that's how you avoid the heat. Agreed. All right. Well, uh, hopefully this kind of general overview of Disney Springs has been helpful to you. Feel free to contact us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or connect with us on social media. You can find me at As Joe Flies. You can find Leslie at Trips with Tykes all over social media. You can also find Disney Deciphered on Twitter at WDWDeciphered. Find old episodes of the podcast wherever you like podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review. And, you know, connect with us. Uh, let us know if there are any other topics you'd like to hear about. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.